0: Hey guys and welcome back to Chili Bakes. It's Carolyn of Chili Bakes. You know, it's me. It's now September and it feels kind of like fall. It's making me a little bit sad. My flip-flop tan is fading. I just feel feel a little bit of loss there. But the good thing is uh, it's time for pumpkin spice, apple everything, crumble, you know, pears, pumpkin, pumpkin spice. Yeah, I could go crazy on pumpkin spice. You know, you're either in camp all pumpkin spice or not, and I'm kind of, I love a lot of pumpkin spice or just pumpkin, pumpkin cranberry. Yeah, yeah I could keep going, but we're not making pumpkin today. We're making flan, which doesn't really incite um, excitement in anyone. I feel like people are just like, yeah, what's flan? And I've seen it in a box. I've made it in a box and really it's, you know, kind of, eh, it's fine. It's fine. That's how people feel about flan. It's fine. So I don't want you to feel like that about flan. I started making it, gosh, I don't remember why, but my mom had a recipe and um, she came up and made it. And I thought this is amazing. And my kids went bananas; they love it. Flan is a custard. It's an egg and milk egg. I can speak an egg and milk custard. uh, But which also doesn't sound that appetizing. But basically, it's like a caramel pudding. It's so good. It is so good, people. Just stick with me. And it's not, there's a few sticky spots to making flan um, that I can help you through. There are some quick and dirty tricks and you don't have to deal with most of that. So yeah, there's three things you need to watch out for and we're going to go through all of them. Hopefully I'll remember them all, but thanks for being here. I want to thank you before I forget and start rambling on because I'm starting to think about dessert and my brain is going. Anyway. Thank you for joining me again i'm excited to bake with you hopefully you'll get another dessert to make this is a naturally gluten-free dessert it just has eggs uh, vanilla sugar i was gonna say butter nope eggs vanilla sugar sometimes cream or half and half did i forget something no i think that might be it so it's an amazing magic trick because you end up with this caramelly top and you get to unmold it oh my gosh it's so so good I've eaten it hot. You're supposed to eat it cold. It's hard to wait when it when you eat it hot. And also the caramel topping is usually still tucks. Uh, I can't talk, stuck to the top, but we're gonna get to making flan. Okay, so this first step for flan, what we're gonna do is caramelize the sugar and we're gonna take that sugar and pour it into some ramekins. And then later you're gonna pour the flan on top and then it'll be baked. And then when it's all cool and you turn it upside down, it's this caramel syrup. But this is the part that I think causes people pause and really it can be a pain in the butt, like a humongous pain in the butt, but we're gonna do it without being a pain in the butt. So the way I like to caramelize sugar, this is just done with plain granulated sugar um, and I'm gonna heat it up. I'm not gonna stir it though. People say stir it and what you end up is this sugar covered spoon. As the sugar starts to melt, it makes hard lumps and then it gets too brown and all that good stuff. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put three quarters cup of sugar, right into the um, saucepan here one two three and then i'm going to turn on the heat i'm not gonna you don't want it too high because you need the sugar to melt and you don't want it to burn before it does that so i'm going to put it on a medium low, medium heat. And as the sugar heats up, it'll start to just liquefy, which is the coolest thing ever. It's a chemical reaction and it makes all these caramelly smells, kind of like toffee, and it's just sugar. So as it like breaks down and heats up, it turns into something amazing. And that's what we're gonna put on on the um, top of our flan. Actually, it's the bottom, but we're gonna turn it upside down. So we're just turning on the oven here. Oven? No, that would be the stove. And you don't want it too high. I'm going to have a wooden spoon, but I'm not going to stir it. I'm just going to swirl the pan as it heats up. It's going to take a while. Do not be tempted to touch the sugar that looks like it's not hot, because it's uh, it's really, really hot. Even when it doesn't look hot, it'll be burning hot right before it starts melting. So you need a little patience here, which if you're like me, you can relate to not having any patience. So we're just going to let this heat up. In fact, I'm going to time it. It is, well, it's, it's 532, okay. I've just turned on the, um, this is not the oven, it's the stove. And we're gonna heat this up for a while and I will let you know how long it is. And then we're gonna just pour it into our ramekins. Okay, it's 538 and the edges of the sugar are just starting to melt. So it looks like there's liquid in there, but it's actually just the sugar melting. So two things that I thought about. Make sure you have your ramekins ready because once that flan is um, melted and the right color, it's gonna turn dark if you don't pour it into the ramekins. So have those ready and do not walk away from the stove. This is a fairly quick process once it gets going. And all I do is I kind of shake it. And if it's getting hot, I can pick up the saucepan off the stove, but I'm not gonna stir it. I resist the temptation to stir. Do not do it, don't do it. (laughs) It ends poorly every time, seriously. Uh, Yeah, so it's a little bit caramel colored, but half the sugar on top is not melted. And I'm just watching it. So we want it about the color a little bit darker than maple syrup if that if that's a good gauge for how brown you want it you, you want it brown enough that there's a rich full caramel color and taste to it so if you take it off and it's just barely brown because you're afraid you're burning it it's not gonna have very much flavor so I'm just shaking it a little bit um, and it's yeah it's almost honey colored yeah not really like like honey so So I'm using a heavy bottom saucepan and it's a little higher than medium. I had it on medium-low and it was taking forever. I haven't made flan on this stove, so it's um, a fun experience. Always fun to make things you haven't made with the equipment you have. So um, we're getting there. It's probably mm, maybe half melted. So mostly the frustrating part is knowing when to take it off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then getting it quickly into the ramekins. We are so close here. I don't know whose idea it was to stir, but I mean, I had a wooden spoon that I would say like 50% of the caramel was stuck to the wooden spoon. And when I say stuck, it was like rock candy. It was completely um, solidified and I couldn't get it off. And then when I thought, well, I'll just chip it off. This was one of the first times I made flan. And when I started chipping it off, what happened is there were hard chunks of sugar in there, which maybe they would eventually melt in the flan. But um, yeah, it was kind of a pain in the butt. Okay, so it's almost totally melted. There's just a tiny layer of sugar on the top. And I'm just, whoops, sorry about that. I'm just um, swirling the pan a little bit. That's all I'm doing is swirling the pan. It probably would have been better if I didn't have giant chunk sugar. I have like almost turbinado. So it's taking, whoops, a little longer. So we're getting there. Oh yeah. Sorry about the shaky voice. I'm shaking the pan and it's making me sound like a little weird. So we're just waiting for the very top layer to uh, to melt. And I'm just going to swirl it a little bit. And it's just kind of melting away in there. And I'm holding it a little bit off the heat because it's about the right color. It's just not quite melted. Yeah. And I haven't stirred it yet. I have resisted the temptation to stir. My son is going to be so excited when he comes home. He's out of town this weekend and he's going to come home or he's going to come over and he's going to see that I've made flan. He's going to go right for the flan. So I'm happy I'm going to have four portions. That means, well, if I'm lucky, I get two and he gets two. But if I'm not lucky, it might mean I get one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, here. We are looking good. It smells nice and caramelly. A really good smell and it's, um, yeah, it's really close to being done. I really should have used a finer sugar, but that's okay. You you really, it'll be fine. No matter what happens, it'll be fine. Just don't burn it, and you want to get enough color. I'm just getting the last part of it not so crystallized. So the fun part is trying to get this hot syrup. Into the uh, pans (laughs) okay it's 543 and it's all melted Um, so now we just have to quickly we're gonna put it into the ramekins so I do I am using wooden spoon to help uh, spread it in and you're just gonna try to pour a little portion into each one it's gonna set up really quickly I mean it's gonna turn into rock candy very very quickly So you do what you can. You try to make them even. It doesn't matter. It's going to be on the bottom. It's all going to melt together anyway. And this was the hardest part. Seriously, the hardest part is this part right here. As it's turning into like uh, um, spun sugar candy, Uh, you just try to pour it in as evenly as you can. And there's the hard part. Okay, so here's my quick and dirty tip. If you don't want to deal with caramel and dealing with hot sugar and all that kind of business, what you do or what I've done in the past, actually I had an extra portion of flan and I didn't have enough caramel. I poured maple syrup in it. And then one of them I used, I put um, brown sugar in the bottom, you know, like a tablespoon of brown sugar, spread it around and gently poured the flan over it. It worked just fine. My son didn't even know the difference. So those are my two quick and dirty tips for the hardest part of flan, which is making the caramel, but not too bad, right? Okay. So the caramel is in the ramekins. They're cold, I mean, they immediately uh, solidified or whatever, candied. I don't know what you want to call it. So I have four of them. They're like three-inch ramekins. Ramekins? I never say that right. And so now we're going to preheat the oven to 325, and we're going to set them... We're going to we're gonna cook them in a water bath. This is the other thing people are like, what? Um, so you want to cook it in a water bath because you want flan to not have a bunch of temperature fluctuations, and the water kind of tempers all that, I think, and it helps it cook evenly and it makes the flan I feel like it makes the flan smoother could be making that up so the pan I like to use to set all these four ramekins in is a turkey roaster or like a big roasting pan so you fill it with about an inch of water you don't want too much water because then it's a real bear to get out of the oven when it's filled with hot water and it's filled with ramekins full of dessert you don't want a ton of water sloshing also you don't want the water close to the top of the ramekins. That's also not good. So I put about an inch of water in there. And when I heat up the oven, I'm gonna put it in there so the water heats up as well. And then we're gonna get to the milk. So 325 for the oven. All right, so then while that's heating up, we're gonna heat up our milk. We have four cups of milk that are going into the saucepan. I'm gonna use the same saucepan. I used to caramelize the sugar um, because I think that'll taste really good and then it'll help me clean the pan and I don't want to clean a dirty pan so four cups of milk Um, I have 2% milk hear that cracking that crackle crackle that's the sugar in the pan that's uh, starting to set up and crack it's actually very pretty so here comes the four cups of milk Dang, that's a lot of milk. I hope I have enough for my tea. Hang on. You know, I'm going to add a little bit, like, hmm, I'm going to add a quarter cup of cream to it because I don't have whole milk. Usually I use whole milk, but I only have 2%. So I'm going to add a quarter cup of cream to this. And so it's, let's do the math here. It's uh, three and three quarters cups of 2% milk and a quarter cup of cream going in here. I'm gonna forget that and i don't have a pencil oh well so we're gonna heat that up to scalding which means it'll be bubbly but not to a rolling boil you don't want to burn the milk that would just be a waste of a huge amount of milk and not a good flavor so we're just going to turn this on and heat it and stir it there's caramel in there still but i think that'll be a great addition to the taste and we're just going to heat this up okay so the oven's heating up it's not quite 325 yet it's getting close The milk is heating up over medium fire. I'm stirring it and watching it. Do not walk away from the milk. You do not wanna burn four cups of milk. That would really suck. And so while that's happening, I'm right here next to it. I'm gonna crack some eggs, four eggs, and I'm going to beat them up pretty well. I have my stick blender here. My regular beaters is what I would normally use, but they're dirty and I don't feel like washing them. How's that for lazy? Yeah, so I'm gonna use my other, my stick blender. So I'm gonna beat four eggs and beat them very well. Um, while I'm watching the milk. So this will be fun. It's getting there. It's not quite hot. So, two, and four. Large eggs. These are large eggs. I have um, free-range eggs. They just seem to be so much nicer. Oh, look at that. My milk is starting to uh, scald, so it's how do I describe this? It's a little bubbly at the edges, but definitely not boiling. And there's just a little steam. So I'm going to take this right off the heat. It's warm. It's, uh, dissolved some of the caramel, which I think will be great for flavor. I'm turning that off and I'm beating the eggs. Was super quick i'm adding a teaspoon of vanilla to the eggs and a pinch of salt like a heavy pinch a little salt always makes the sweet better mix that in and there's my oven okay salt goes bye-bye Uh, and now we're gonna add some sugar. We're gonna add three quarter, whoops. three quarters of a cup of sugar. I had the microphone on the sugar, so hopefully this isn't too loud. And we're gonna beat it into the eggs. One, two, and three. All right. And here we go again. Sorry for the loud. not have to be perfect okay so here's tricky part number two for flan not really all that tricky we're adding hot milk to eggs i did add the sugar to the eggs which will help a little bit what we don't want to do is pour a ton of hot liquid into raw eggs and make cooked egg bits yuck i don't really want that in my flan i want it extra smooth so what i'm going to do is very gradually add some of the hot milk uh, while i'm mixing the eggs and then i will um after I'm done mixing, I will use a strainer when I put it into the ramekins to make sure there are no egg solids, but I'm gonna do this gradually because I do not want that to happen. All right, so I'm gonna turn on the stick blender, sorry about the loud, and I'm gonna mix a little bit of the hot milk in while I'm blending. It's easier with beaters, but yeah, this is my, this is my problem because I didn't wanna wash the beaters. So I'm gonna mix about a quarter cup of hot milk into the eggs while I'm blending them. I'm adding it gradually. I'm gonna do it again, just cause I wanna make sure these are not gonna cook. And so I'll just make sure I have enough milk in here that that's not a problem. All right, we'll do three quarters of a cup. Why not be extra sure? And then I'm gonna just gradually pour in the rest of the hot milk. on as high as it goes hopefully this okay that was the wrong direction (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) yikes i almost was covered with milk okay let me finish mixing this okay it helps to have a high-sided bowl i could have added that Uh, let me make sure everything's mixed in and normally i've forgotten i haven't made this since i moved to this house normally when i make flan i have this really big pyrex container with a pour spout which is just perfect for this because then i can just pour it into the ramekin molds but since lamely i forgot about that i will be um what am i doing here i will just be ladling it in and then i'll pour the rest of it because you know my pour skills are not good also i can't make things even we know this so i'm getting a ladle and i'm going to ladle it into the individual ramekins Where did I put my ladle? Dang it. Oh, crud. Hang on. Oh my gosh. It's gigantic. Oh, well. This is like a four-cup ladle. All right. So I'm going to ladle it into the ramekin through the uh, strainer. I'm going to strain it as I ladle it because I don't want any bits bits in there. And I'm going to put one scoop in... One scoop. One ladle in each of them so I can divvy it out and get... You know, I don't want one to have all the stuff from the bottom and one not to have stuff from the top. And so I'm gonna try to, whoa, I am not even, this is just terrifying. I am so bad at this. And also I've poorly misjudged the amount of flan. (laughs) I think I have more than four here, for sure. All right, I'm happy to strain this out and I'm gonna get some extra ramekins and I'm gonna use my own tip for adding brown sugar or whatever. All right. Okay, so that's four of them, and I have a little extra. I'm going to put in another container. I'm utilizing my own tip because, lamely, I don't know. I I never have the same size ramekins. To be totally honest, I'm terrible, and I'm always breaking them. So this I put about a tablespoon, mm, tablespoon, maybe a tablespoon and a half of brown sugar in the bottom of my extra ramekin. So now I have five, and I'm just going to ladle some of this in here. Try to keep that on the bottom. And we'll see how that I know it's worked for me in the past, but sometimes, you know, sometimes things don't work in the kitchen. That's okay, because they usually taste amazing anyway. So, and we're supposed to have fun, right? Oh, I ate some brown sugar. <sighs> Yum. I still love brown sugar as a kid. Okay, so they're going into the oven. I'm putting them into the, um, the pan with hot water, the hot water bath. I'm going to try to separate them a little bit. And then I, I'm going to see, it should be about 20, 25 minutes. I did fill these pretty full. So we'll see about that. They're just going in the oven now, into the hot water. So be careful with hot water. I, I, oh, plus if you have to open the oven um, rack, that water will slosh. So be very, very slow with that. I don't want you to get burned. I don't want you to get burned. Okay. One, two. Three, four. Three, four, and five. I get a bonus one. Yay, my dad gets a plum. All right, and we're baking. Okay, that's the timer to take them out. Be careful. Be careful with that hot pan of water. It's very, I want to say floopy, it's just not great. Careful with the hot pan of water when it comes out. Um, the way I take these out of the hot water bath, I used to try to take them out with a hot mitt that would always get wet and then you can't pick up something wet with a hot mitt that's wet because then the heat uh, conducts through it. So what I do is I use a little spatula and I put it under the ramekin. And then I just lift it out, and I have a a hot pad to just put it, um, to help hold it. Anyway, that's how I get them out. Now, they're really hot, so what we're going to do is let them sit till they're much cooler, and then we'll put them in the fridge. They are jiggly still. They haven't cracked at the top, which should mean, God willing, that they haven't been cooked too much. Um... So they're a little bit jiggly, but if you insert a knife, it pretty much comes out clean. It doesn't have that mm, milkiness to it. It has more of a cooked custard look to it. So then that's how you know they're done. These took way, way, way longer than I said they were going to take. I think I said 20 to 25 minutes or 25 to 30, and they took about 55 minutes. So now that I'm thinking about it, I had tiny ramekins. These guys are four inch wide. They're more like a two-person flan. Oops. Well, that's what happens when you haven't made a recipe for two years. You make some goofy mistakes, but that's what I'm here for to make the goofy mistakes for you. So, now you're uh, done with most of the difficult stuff already, right? The caramelization, getting it in the, um, what am I saying, in the ramekins um, adding the hot to the egg mixture. That was the other thing that was, you know, sometimes it's hard for people knowing how long to cook it. Now, you know how long to cook it. Now, all we have left is to cool. That's also hard though, because when you really want a flan and you've waited an hour and then you have to wait overnight, or I, I think it's four hours or so. Um, and if you try to eat it warm, which of course I've tried to eat it warm, who do you think I am? <laughs> yeah. Um, what happens is the caramelized bit on the bottom hasn't, um, it hasn't turned into caramel yet so it's hard like a candy shell but overnight as the flan cools it'll make like a caramel sauce but if you eat it right away most of it will still be in the bottom of the uh, ramekin which is slightly to highly frustrating because it's really hard to get out and then you want to chip it out with a knife then you don't want to break your ramekin which might be why I have so many different sizes of ramekins because I keep breaking them for some reason I can never keep a whole set so I always have weird sizes and uh, I used to have small ones and now I have giant ones so All right, we're letting them cool until tomorrow. Um, Yeah, so they're gonna sit out until they're cool enough to go to the fridge, maybe 45 minutes or so. And then we'll put them in the fridge and cover them because you don't want them to get odors. And then I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, so it's been overnight. The flan has cooled. I'm gonna get it out of the fridge now and we're gonna unmold it. So overnight, that hard caramel that you put on the bottom of the ramekin has turned into this beautiful, lovely sauce. And the um, custard will have set nicely. So we're just going to unmold it, and um, <laughs> then we get to eat it. Okay, so I'm going to unmold it on a plate that has sides because that caramel is going to be a little bit runny. Here's our plate. Sorry, try trying not to be too loud. And you need a sharp, thin knife to run around the edge of the custard to get that thing out. And then let's see how this goes. Of course, I forgot my knife. Is every knife I have, seriously, every knife I have is dirty. Oh my gosh, how does that happen? Do you know how many knives I have? Flan for breakfast. Could I think of a better breakfast? It's milk and eggs. All right, so we're gonna run a sharp knife around the edge and then we're gonna unmold it. Okay, so we're running the knife around the edge here, just as close as you can to the edge. And then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set the plate right on top of that ramekin. And it is a plate with a a bit of an edge because otherwise the sauce goes everywhere. And then I'm just turning upside down. And I'm hoping for the best. Good Lord, please come out of there. Is it not coming out? There we go. Oh my gosh. Well, it was slightly messy. (laughs) I didn't do a great job running around the edge, so it's not as beautiful as I might have hoped, but it will be tasty. So there's a very soft, uh, it's got a very soft custard And um, that caramel is really um, like a beautiful golden caramel colored. And um, the custard is really light. So I'm gonna take a bite here. Mm. The custard is, you know, unlike creme brulee, which I also love, it's not that really heavy, rich custard. It's just barely light enough to stay together. So it's extremely light and it's slightly sweet. And then you have this beautiful caramel custard over the top, ooh, Um, which is so sweet and good. So it is just a lovely texture. Um, It's as smooth as could be. Um, This is just an amazing dessert. You can top it with fresh fruit. Um, Raspberries, blackberries are always really good because the custard's soft. You don't want something too hard on there. Um, What else could you do with it? I guess you could put whipped cream, but it's really sweet and beautiful by itself. So it's just a simple, lovely, I'm going to choke on the caramel, <coughs> dessert that I love, my kids love, everybody loves. And my husband loves, who didn't even like flan. So I'm making a flan convert out of you. This stuff's amazing. Um, Scratch. So thank you so much for joining me in the kitchen. I have no idea. Once again, I have no idea what I'm making next. Hang on, let me peek at my calendar here because although I don't remember, I did write it down. Oh my goodness. I did have it written down. Pumpkin donuts. Oh my gosh. Pumpkin. October's the season for pumpkin, right? And pumpkin donuts couldn't be any easier or better. They're so quick. They're amazing. I roll them in this um, cinnamon sugar. So they've got this nice little dusting, amazing, lovely, yummy. Oh my gosh. Pumpkin. Pumpkin's coming. It's October. Pumpkin's coming. I think Emma's coming too. I hear her caller. her. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for cooking with me. I love having you here with me. It just is, it makes me a little choked up because I feel honored that um, you want to listen, that you'll hang out with me and that we can bake better gluten-free together. So um, contact me, let me know how it's going. Show me pictures. I love to see all that kind of stuff. Anyway, you guys have a lovely afternoon. It's raining here It feels like fall, which makes me want to cry, except for pumpkin. You know, pumpkin kind of makes it all better. And flan. Oh my gosh, I have a plate of flan to finish, and I would be eating it, except, um, well, the caramel's very rich, and I just want to savor it. So I'm going to drink this, drink this? I'm going to eat it with (laughs) with my cup of tea. It'll be my breakfast. It's milk and eggs, right? You guys have a great day. Thanks again for being here. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.